Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, praise God. Well, welcome back to a Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm Daryl Boucher, and we're here with Amy. Hello. Hello. And uh, we are covering supernatural supply and getting into some really good stuff. Yeah. And just really focusing on uh, the reality of basically the way heaven works in the earth, mm-hmm. you know, and because you know, heaven doesn't need the earth to uh, be heaven. Um, you know, (laughs) this is not why the earth exists, Uh, you know, so, uh, the earth is, is here to actually uh, reflect heaven. Oh, that's um, awesome. But it's not here to limit heaven. It's not here to define heaven. It's not here to define God. It's here to reflect those things. And we are the ambassadors by which that gets reflected. So, (laughs) so good. (laughs) So, uh, I love it. Uh, but supernatural supply is one of those things where it's like, if we don't have this in our lives, then, uh, honestly, we can definitely be leveraged by the world through a lot of different ways we can be limited uh, in the world because we are operating through the resource of the earth yeah. instead of heaven itself. Yeah. And so when we're talking about supernatural supply, we're talking about w- allowing God to um, literally meet physical needs uh, in every respect and obviously emotional, all the other needs as well, but but the physical ones are the ones people have a problem with mostly, in, in at least in our culture. Uh, so d- d- allowing God to materialize things into our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that one testimony um, uh, was with uh, that couple we knew, Adam and Elise Bauman, and uh, how they had uh, um, they needed new tires. And uh, Adam, he he said that you know he he saw that all four of his tires were bald. I mean, they were just bald. And then he um, he he was go- he he'd gotten home from work, and they didn't have the money for the tires. And, uh, and that's when he noticed, uh, like, I don't know if Elise had noticed it or not, but you know, as a dude, he looked at his tires, realized they were bald. And, uh, he said he was, he was leaving, like he, he went home and he was just walking around his car. He still, he noticed how bad his tires were and he was going home, you know, for the evening. And he, um, he saw that they were bald and he said they, he, he didn't have any money for the tires and he needed new tires. And they have a you know, small ch- child and, and, uh, obviously they want to have safe, safe car and everything. And so he just said, okay, Lord, well, uh, he goes, a couple things have to happen here. Either A, you give us the money for the tires, or B, you get us new tires, mm-hmm. or do whatever. As far as somebody gives us new tires, give us the money for the tires, whatever, but we need new tires. And and he said, but he, he goes, he honestly goes, I gave it to God. He goes, I don't care how you're going to do it. You're going to do it. I cast that care upon you. And this is a huge deal, right? If we're going to walk in supernatural supply, we have to, re- we have to literally cast care over onto God yeah. that is that is prerequisite yeah. that we allow God to be the supply instead of our ability to produce Amen. or worry yep. or fret you can't have worry and supernatural supply at the same time that's good doesn't exist nice, yeah. and so one will fight the other one and uh and so uh so here he just he he gave it to God he's like he literally went up and had dinner and went to bed, the whole thing, whatever. You know, he had a normal evening with his family, didn't think anything of it. He came down the next day, and he had brand new tires on his car. Nice. And uh, they, were, they were the same tires, but they had a full tread. Yeah. And uh, oh, so, cool. so they weren't like four brand new tires. They were the same exact tire because the outside of them were, you know, the, the same, you know, whatever. They were dirty uh, on the outside, yeah. but the, the tread was totally full. And he took pictures of them, and I saw the pictures. And he goes, this is brand new tire, on brand new tread on all four tires. So overnight that happened. Now, 
once again, that was a materialization of supply that came from heaven into the earth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, once again, people are like, where, how, what? it doesn't matter how. We ha- all we mm-hmm. have to focus on is who? God, yeah. the yeah. Almighty. Yeah. The one who's limitless. Yeah. Is this a big deal? Is is it yeah. really hard yeah. for God to produce tread? <laughs> is that like something yeah. he had to really struggle with overnight? Right. Like, did he actually sit there and say, okay, Jesus and Holy Spirit and angels, let's all confer on how we're going to do exactly this? I don't right. think he had to even no. think about it because it's God. But um, but somehow we limit God to our brain. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, just supernatural supply, though, just realizing that should be a daily walk with us where we are walking throughout the day. Um, and I should say, you know, like we're walking through the day and we are, uh, I guess, just coming upon what God supplied. Yeah. Well, I like what you said earlier that we are ambassadors because um, that tells me that I come from somewhere else. That's right. That yeah. my resource is somewhere else yeah. and that I live somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about us uh, as being citizens of heaven. That's right. And um, and that's something that I like to get into a lot when we're talking about supernatural supply and supernatural resource is that, um, you know, like you said <laughs> All of those resources in heaven are for the earth. Yeah, they're not for me in heaven. Right, they're they're disposable <laughs> in heaven. Yeah, right. And uh, and we're talking about uh, being ambassadors. That means that I need to be aware of where I come from. Because mm-hmm. once I become aware of where I come from, then I know the supply that I have. That's right. That I carry everywhere I go mm-hmm. into the places I go, and um, and so this isn't like. This shouldn't wow us every time we see a miracle. Right. This should not surprise us. Mm-hmm. This just shouldn't be like the big eyes, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you see tread grow on your tires. Yeah. Um, this should be very natural. And we need to like remember where we come from. Yeah. That this is the next natural thing. Of course I would, because that's where I come from. This right. is this is a natural resource for me because this is my first nature. Exactly right. And that's a huge point because if we're not heavenly minded, then everything of heaven is gonna be foreign to us. And uh, mm. and and so it's it's that's why that's why everything resists you know we, we have resistance in our mind only because that part of our mind is not heavenly minded <laughs> um but it's you know like, like i use the illustration a lot like when when rachel and i when when she first went with me to oregon on a on a trip and we were hiking and she stood there uh i was just walking down this trail that i'd walked down i don't know hundreds of times you know up till i'm a kid and over by seaside and i'd walked up that thing lots of times as a kid you know and uh every weekend i was up there most of the time and so i'm just walking down the trail and it's obviously a beautiful you know wooded forested area and uh and i'm walking and then i I look back and i see that she stopped you know a little ways back and she's just like looking like with big eyes and i'm like what are you looking at you know because it's just this is where I grew up, you know, and, uh, and, and she's like, it's just these all, she goes, it's just all these, I go, what? She goes, these ferns, they're amazing. And I'm like, no, those are, we- those are weeds. Yeah. That's what those are. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> but in the Midwest, mm-hmm. people can't grow ferns until they buy them from the store. Wow. And they pay big money for ferns and there they're growing like weeds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's how heaven is. Heaven has things and it just grows naturally and nobody in heaven gets big eyes about anything. Mm-hmm. And here we are like, really, that happened? Well, that just shows us how carnally minded we are because, you know, we have to get, we have to allow the reality of heaven to be our normal. Yes. And, and like you said, we're ambassadors. That means that we have diplomatic immunity. Yeah. We are from another land operating under the laws of that land, not of this land. Yep. That's right. Um, so just learning to, to set our minds on things above continually. And, uh, now here, let me just get in the scripture here. Uh, second Corinthians chapter eight. I love this scripture. 
And he says, uh, here Paul is speaking to the, the church of Corinth, and obviously it's a good church, and he, this is the second letter to the church of Corinth. And he says, um, uh, I love how he puts this, in verse 7. It says, therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith and in utterance and in knowledge and in all diligence and in love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. So he, he's talking to this church. He's like, hey, you guys are amazing. You're abounding. You're just like, you are so, you have a lot of faith. You, it says in utterance, in other words, you're speaking prophetic things. You're speaking all these things. You're doing awesome. And in knowledge, you're abounding in the knowledge of God and in and, and all diligence and in your love toward us. So these, this is an amazing church. He goes, okay, so you're, you're abounding in all these things. See that you abound in this grace also. And then in verse 9 it says, For you know the grace, see, this is the grace he's talking about. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor, that you might through his, through his poverty might be rich. And here he's talking about in, in in chapter you know chapter nine the very next chapter, uh, he didn't switch subjects. He's talking about the grace for wealth mm-hmm. and money. Yeah, and he's talking about giving and receiving. And so here he says there was a grace on Jesus, and that's what allowed him to be rich. Yeah. And then he gave that up on the cross when he w- when he was separated from the Father. He became poor, right? And uh, he wasn't poor on the earth. He was very wealthy on the earth. He was so wealthy that he uh, you know didn't really have a job. And yeah. <laughs> yet, and yet he supplied for twelve men and their families, yeah. full time for mm-hmm. three and a half years, doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And one of those guys was stealing from him every mm-hmm. day. So he was a very wealthy man, and um, and yet it says here how he was wealthy was he was graced. He had a grace to be rich. And then it says he became poor. Here's the only reason why he became poor, not to show that he was humble and not to show that he was spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> That's not why he became poor. He became poor so that us through his poverty might be rich. That's the only reason he became yeah. poor. So he didn't become poor to show that that was spiritual. Yep. He became poor so we might be made rich. So that's awesome. So if I am, and he's talking about money here. He's literally he, yep. because he's he listed all the other good things before that. Yeah. He talks about love and utterance and faith and knowledge and yep. diligence. He goes, "Hey, you're doing awesome in these things, but don't neglect this grace over here. Don't think that having all these things makes you a complete person. Yeah, you still have to have wealth. Yeah." And he goes, and the only way you're going to have this is, he didn't say, and make sure that you have all these things and go get a good job. No, he says, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, see that you abound in this grace also. He goes, there's a grace for this. And, uh, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a good job. It just means that, that the job is not your source. Grace is your source. Grace is how it flows. And, um, but, you know, you know, people, they, they look, they go, well, what, do you, what does he mean by the word rich there? Well, in the Greek, it means rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If you want to do a deep dive in it, it means rich. It means lots of money. And, um, and so, <laughs> but, but, but Jesus, who had a lot of money, he had a lot of money. And, and, and to the point where, <laughs> you know, when he, when he, when he, when he's talking to the rich young ruler and, uh, he goes, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom yeah. of God? Yeah. His disciples, their response is, who then can be saved? Right. <laughs> so, so if they didn't have money, they would all said, "Yes, Amen." Amen. We are all so pious. <laughs> we have given up all earthly things, and therefore we are we, going to heaven. Exactly. You know, they're like, "Who can be saved?" Because we're following the richest guy we know. Yeah. And you're the godliest guy we know. So if you, you know, and then he goes, "No, wait, wait a minute. This is about trust. This is not about the money. It's about those who trust in riches." And mm-hmm. he had to, he had to qualify that a little bit. But it's because they were used to number one. 
Abraham had a covenant of wealth. Yeah. And these were the children of Abraham. Yep. And Jewish people understand wealth That's like right. no other people on the planet. Yep. And and so they're like, wait a minute. Number one, our father Abraham had a covenant <laughs> of wealth with our, our our father God. And so you telling us that wealth has to, and then, then and not only that, but Jesus is wealthy. And they're like, well, then who are they going to be saved? Uh, because all they knew was godliness equals wealth. Yeah. And um, and so here, this church, though, in 2 Corinthians, apparently had abandoned that. Yeah. They apparently thought that they had to abandon wealth for these other mm. more holy things, which is cool, because that's what a lot of churches done. Yeah. A lot of the churches said, but I have faith and love yep. and blah, 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 blah. And, and Paul says, great, you're doing great with all those things. Yeah. And you suck at this. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, stop sucking at this yeah. and do those things too, That's good. you know, and it's like, have all those things, but don't neglect this grace also. Yeah. Because Jesus, if I'm not walking in, in richness, if I'm not walking in wealth, then Jesus poverty was in vain. Mm. So he became poor for nothing. Yeah. Right. If I'm not rich. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, people hate that. <laughs> I know they uh, do. Religion hates the word rich. They hate it. They, they hate really it. Do. I should not have to. But yep. uh, it's like, uh-huh. well, you know, I, I, years and years ago, I remember listening to like Norval Hayes or somebody like this. And of course, he understood God revealed a lot of things to him about a lot of things. But one of the things was wealth. I remember him talking about that one time. He goes, "Well, if you have a problem with wealth, you're going to hate heaven." Oh yeah. You know because That's awesome. because you know, hey, you know, streets are gold. You know. You got, you got, you know, uh, mm-hmm. one one gate is one pearl. You yep, know, it's like a giant right. gate is yeah. a one pearl. You know, God's not afraid of wealth. Exactly. And uh, he just wants to express it in the that's earth. And so he's good. always done that with his people. That's awesome. All the way through the Old and the New Testament. So anyway, but uh, I love this because it says that grace, there was a grace that was on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't have money because mm-hmm. he knew how to work the system. He knew he had money because of grace. Yeah. And he says, and let this grace be upon you also. So we have to humble ourselves to this grace. And, um, and of course, like, so we know that in, in the next chapter, in chapter nine, um, let me get up over here. In chapter nine, um, he says, uh, let me get over there real quick. And he's talking all about wealth. Uh, and he says here, um, talking about giving and everything else, but you know, the very familiar text here, but he says, um, and verse eight, and God is able to make all grace abound mm. toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And, and, and if you go back all the way through that whole thing about, you know, the, the first 11 verses in chapter nine, it's all about money. Yeah. It's not about love or peace or joy. <laughs> right. It's about money. Yeah. And he goes, there's a grace here. Mm-hmm. And the grace is to make sure that we have all sufficiency in all things so we can That's abound right. to every good work. Yep. And so just once again, trying to trying to uh, uh, get us to adopt the natural lifestyle of materialization. Yeah. Of like, why do we think it's such an odd thing that mm-hmm. things are materialized yeah. when God began everything that way? Yep. The DNA of everything is materialization. <laughs> so there's nothing that I can see on the planet that didn't begin with materialization. It actually has it in its DNA. That's right. And uh, and yet, and we some, resist it. We, yeah, we resist it. So we think we have to produce it or make it or yep. or somehow the earth has to somehow mm-hmm. give it to us. But yeah, yeah, just stop resisting it alone and see what will happen. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let alone Thanks speaking God. it and believing it. Yeah, exactly right. And that's it's just cool because uh, yes, it's just time for the body to get totally free in that yeah. area. Um. Anyway, uh, so let's just keep going with some of this stuff here. Um. So what what do we think first of all before we get into 
Matthew 14, because um, that's the fishes and loaves stuff. Um, you know, I guess just just real quickly, what do we think really limits people from uh, adopting this as a part of our just natural reality? I think that um, earlier you were talking about um, people struggle with God's ability versus God's will mm-hmm. to do that. So um, maybe people think that, um, I mean, the religious mind tends to think that it's, uh, evil, <laughs> you know, to, to right. want gain mm-hmm. for yourself or increase or anything like that in really like any respect. It's like, so it, it could be a, uh, an issue with thinking that it's corrupt or evil. Right. And, um, but the other issue is, is just wondering if God will do it for us mm-hmm. versus his ability to do it for us. And I've noticed, I mean, you've mentioned this before that people will fall on one one ditch or another ditch, whether um, they don't have a problem with God's ability, uh, but they have mm. a problem with his will or yeah. the other ditch where they have a problem yeah. with his willingness to do right. something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like one of those two things. And so I think that's what causes people to not step further into it. And also uh, um, going back to several of our podcasts, it goes back to identity and just not mm. knowing that we are designed to steward heaven and earth. So. Yeah. You know, if you displace yourself and God in that way, then you're never going to know that you're actually designed to flow heaven into earth. Right. Yeah. So and those three yeah. things. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think it's all accurate. It, we just and I, I just kind of just want to go through this, not to not to necessarily answer each of those things, but just to for those of us who are listening and stuff is just to ask the right questions of ourselves. What is it that's causing us to resist these things? You know, because and and even that people can agree with it and still resist it. And I find that to be uh, the case a lot of times in the church, where people will be like, well, yeah, I totally agree. One thing that God can do that, or that he is doing that in the future. Mm. But what about right now? Yeah. So one thing I think that had helped me um, uh, close that gap between the natural and the supernatural was when I began to identify as the blessing of God and not that I carry resources necessarily, but, um, you know, the, in Genesis 12, God says to Abraham that he will make him a blessing. Yeah. So the blessing is a part of his DNA. It's, it's also something that, um, he carries with him a part of his DNA. But, uh, when I started to pray out the resources of heaven, it was like getting very familiar with, with me being one with the resources of heaven and one with God. And, um, you know, the Bible is very clear <laughs> in a lot of areas where it says, uh, uh, let this mind be in you, yes. which was also in Christ Jesus, that he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Yeah. And so, you know, in my prayer life, I just began to magnify my oneness in him. And the more that I did that, the more I was aware of the resources that I carried inside of my DNA. And not that I had to pray for like resources in order to steward those resources, I just prayed like my identity of God, the nature of God on the inside of me over my life. So I, I mean, that's part of my prayer life is just stewarding the nature of God and over my soul and over my mind and my house and my family and knowing that it's the nature of God that causes me to prosper. And so it's not like I'm begging God to increase me. It's like I am the increase. That's right. <laughs> I am. That's right. That's there's good. no separation between me yeah. and the divine resources of heaven. There shouldn't be because it doesn't exist outside of God, and I'm one with Him, and so it shouldn't. It shouldn't be separate from me. It should be a part of me. So, um, just closing that gap and speaking as if you're worthy enough to be the resource, and say I am. What's going to cause the change in the environment? Yeah. And uh, not just the money, 
not just the resource, but it's me that's going to cause this change. Yeah, that, that's huge. That's really cool because the the resource by itself is, uh, you know, you know, whatever, however you want to put it, tangible things as far as resources go, they are just inanimate objects, yeah. you know, but they don't carry in nature until they're attached to us. Yes. And, um, it's good. and, and, you know, one, and God, God put us in the earth so that the, the earth itself could be blessed. Like you said, because we carry, we are the blessing in the earth. And I, I think of Gen, in Genesis, you know, here the, you know, the first several days he's creating all these things. And on the sixth day he created man. And, uh, and after he created everything, it was like, oh, he called it good. He called mm-hmm. it good. He called it good. But then, then he, he created man and then he says, and then he beheld his creation and he, and he said it was very good. <laughs> and so it's like, it wasn't until he didn't, it wasn't until he created man, you know, man was the very man was the very that tied to the good. So it's like he, you know, he, 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 he wasn't, he wasn't satisfied with what he created until man was attached to it. And then that, that's what linked heaven cool. to it. You know, it's like, cause he is, let's let McMahon in our image and our likeness. So he created this, this connection piece between the natural and the supernatural Ooh, called, called man. man. And, oh, you know, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, and, that's and, so cool. and that's what he did with Jesus. I mean, Jesus, there's one man between heaven and earth. So, there's one man. And so it's like, there's the, <laughs> the gap. It, like yeah. we are, we're the bridge. We're the bridge. Yeah. He <laughs> even, even calls us that in the, in the, in, the, in Isaiah, he goes, you're going to be the bridge over the gap. You're going to be, you know, that which bridges. And it's, and, and that was part of redemption. Part of redemption was us becoming the bridge again. You know, that we were intended to be, that we were never intended to be, you know, just, uh, earthlings trying to get heaven. And we're not just heaven trying to get in the earth we're the bridge you know and, I love that. and that's why you know in romans 8 it even says you know that the earth cries out for the manifestation of the sons of god yeah because the earth isn't designed to be limited it's designed to re- reflect limitlessness as we attach to it and it's uh, crying out for us it's crying out for us it's crying right. out for, like that's one of my favorite verses because we we sit around thinking um not we i guess i did <laughs> i sat around <laughs> speak <thinking>. for yourself <laughs> <laughs> I would sit around often thinking um, that I'm waiting for resource to come to me yeah. and I'm praying and waiting and it's like, no, the earth is waiting for you That's right. all the time. It's waiting for the word. It's yes. waiting for the nature of God to affect it. And mm-hmm. um, think of um, all the natural processes that are in the earth. Like um, obviously Jesus uses the illustration a lot of sowing and reaping, yeah. you know, and um, the soil is waiting <laughs> for the seed. <laughs> and uh, like the earth is waiting for us to yeah. pour into it, for us to engage the nature of God into right. the earth. It's not the other way around. That's right. And until we do it, th- there is, you know, the biggest part of the earth lies dormant, <laughs> you know, and uh, until we pour into it, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the, 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 the ground, you know, it has, it has the DNA to put demand on the seed and to grow things, but until it does, it lies dormant. It, it's, it's soil. It's, it has all the nutrients. It has all these things, but its DNA is not actually manifested yeah. until the seed goes in it. And, and, and so, yeah, it's just, you know, the, the earth is crying out for the manifestation. It doesn't say the manifestation of Jesus. It says the manifestation of the sons of God, yeah. plural, yeah. us. And uh, and just saying, okay, let's just be the supply. And mm-hmm. let's let's realize that we are here to manifest heaven into the earth mm-hmm. and allow the earth to to reflect heaven. Yeah. And uh, find out what can what is the DNA of these things? What is the uncorrupted DNA of the earth that was affected by sin and death? But now we're in it. And we actually get to reclaim, just like, you know, Abraham, when we talk about with he was brought to the land of Canaan 
and the land of and, and God says, I will I will bring you to a land that flows with milk and honey. And so, you know, a land that you do not know. You know, and it's like, well, he goes to the land of Canaan, number one, it looked like all the other desert and it was cursed. Yeah. It was cursed because of Canaan. Yeah. You know, it was the land of Canaan because Canaan actually, you know, settled there and Canaan had a curse on him. Mm-hmm. And so this was a cursed land. Yeah. And that land was crying out for the blessing. Yeah, that's right. And so Abraham didn't go there and pray for God to bless it. Yep. Abraham was the blessing going and there. And he blessed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and God wanted that land to be delivered from the curse. Yeah. So that's why he picked it. He didn't pick it for Abraham to go through something. Cool. He picked He picked the cursed land to, because he wanted it blessed. And so <laughs> and we're wondering all the time throughout our life, we go to God wondering why we are where we why, are, why right. we are in the season we're in, right. why God, yeah. why am I going yeah. through this? It's like, well, right. bless it. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's waiting for you. It's I waiting for here. us to be here. I know it's like to reconcile God wanted to, to reconcile it back to himself. <laughs> He's like, and, here, yeah. here, I really want this, this season blessed. Would yes. you just, would you just, yeah, quit waiting and just do it. And, <laughs> and we're crying yeah. out to God wondering why, right. Which <laughs> is, know? which is oh, with Abraham. It says that he, he sojourned in that land that's in a foreign country. Yeah. In other words, there was there was a time span where he was in the blessed land. He was in the land of Canaan and he didn't know it. It looked the same as every other land until he took his identity and we know some things happened in that but but part of it, once he finally did some stuff got separated from Lot and did all that, then God said, "Okay, now look up. North, south, east, west. Go mark the land." And he actually went out and marked his land. He goes, "I'm going to give it all to you." It was already his land. <laughs> you know, he was, he'd been there for a long time, but he never recognized yeah. it as his land and it couldn't actually begin to produce until he established it as his land. Wow. And so we're trying to wait for another season when we're supposed to bless this one. <laughs> and, uh, That's awesome. So anyway, yeah, it's, but, uh, oh man, we don't, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to the yeah, fish. We didn't get the, the fish and loaves yet. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to have to, <laughs> maybe some other day we'll get into that. <laughs> so, Okay. Well, what we need to pray, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, just for your goodness. We thank you, Father God, that uh, to get to be continued, fishes and loaves on the cliffhanger. Um, everybody will be waiting for the fishes and loaves. Uh, anyway, so Father, we just thank you once again, Lord God, for this time and this day and this hour that we live in, that we get to be the blessing in the earth, and that we get to let it allow the materialization of resource abundance, wealth. And we just, we're not waiting for a wealth transfer. Father, we're actually speaking the wealth from heaven and the earth, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.